What's up, Crip Nation? How the hell is everybody doing today? Pete's mine, how are you? I feel great. I was a little under the weather last week. I missed you guys, but I'm back and better than ever now. I couldn't be more excited that you're back. I had to take on the weekly fire all alone last week. You had a little cold, and then midweek last week you got food poisoning. You were, let's not paint a picture for, for the good citizens here at Crip Nation of what was going on in your tummy, but I'm glad you're feeling better now, and you look good. I, I feel good, but I will paint a picture for Crip Nation <laughs> because we're all about transparency here. I felt like I was being stabbed by four samurai swords at a time, <laughs> and it just kept going on for every hour, and I, I just couldn't even sleep. I didn't eat all day yesterday, but I feel great now. I have overcome death, and I'm back because I love you guys, and I love crypto. So let's get right into what's going on. What did I miss out on this week while I was dying? Oh, my God. You missed out on a lot. Um, I mean, we should just jump into the crypto weather report, I, I suppose, right? Let's do it. Okay, everybody. Yeah. You know the crypto weather report. We give you guys this weekly update every Saturday. So here's kind of what I'm seeing in the market right now. Bitcoin is actually looking a little weak right now. It's not it's not it's not uh -oh. doing exactly what I had been thinking it was going to be doing um the last few weeks. You guys know I I've been calling for this 8k level for a long time and we saw a quick clean bounce off of that, but we got rejected by that upward sloping 200 moving average, 200 day moving average and you know, here's a rule of thumb is that the more times a support or a resistance is tested, the weaker it becomes. And we keep getting pushed down to that 77, 7,600 level. And uh, we're just not seeing the kind of bounces that we want. So, you know, I, I was recently saying that I, I think the 8K was going to be the bottom, but I would not be surprised now to see if we get a test of the, uh, the 74, 7,500 level fill the gap here. Or we just, I mean... I really wanted to see us get back above the 200 moving average, and and we just haven't, and it's acted as some resistance. So, unfortunately, uh, I'm not feeling as great as I have been in the past, and, and we're really what we're looking for here is a breakdown below 7600, staying there for a day, and if it stays down there for a day, uh, we're gonna have a have a have a little bloodbath. I, I could see another another wick lower unfortunately. Um, but on the opposite side of that, to counter my, my first argument, the first argument is based purely on price action. But if we throw in um, some momentum indicators and some volume indicators, we could actually see that the momentum, the downward momentum is dying. You know, that's long-term downward momentum is starting to reverse. So that's good because the momentum has to reverse before price reverses. Um, so weakening downward momentum uh, is a good thing. And, you know, volume is also declining. We're not seeing much volume on these on these sell-offs. So kind of at the end of the day, um, Bitcoin is just kind of in a no-trade zone for me. Again, I'm not touching my cold storage. Um, I'm definitely not looking to um, to start building a heavy short position here by any means. But I'm not as anxious to buy as I was last week. So, so take that as you may. Um, Alts have had a great last week. Um, I've been looking, you know, obviously 0x, as I had talked about last week. 
Uh, it had a great run up. It let's see if I pull out my measuring stick here. Uh, September. Let's see. Last week, it basically. I mean, this thing popped up about fifty percent in a week, maybe forty five percent in a week. So, so that's looking really good. Um, but now it's probably got to cool off. It popped above its two hundred day moving average. Went down, tested it. But um, it looks like we're running into some resistance. That 200-day moving average is still sloping downwards. So, you know, long-term, guys, we're still not out of the darkness. Um, I was also looking at XRP. I know Pizza Mine is going to hate that I say that. Um, I, I got some bids filled on XRP, and that was looking pretty strong. But all these alts are about to come into their 200-day moving average against Bitcoin, and that's historically strong resistance. Um, so we'll just see. We, we just a sit wait and see. But not to drag on too long about all this. Um, guys, let's move on over. Pizza Mind, what's next in the pipe? Well, the, just one thing I want to add on to the back of that. While it, uh, you might be in a no trade zone for Bitcoin, this is definitely an accumulation zone. There's a report from Grayscale Investments, which is really kind of the hallmark of uh, crypto weather reports. And what they, they've done here is they have massive inflows coming into Bitcoin. So they released their third quarter uh, report just recently. And uh, the, the tri- it's tripled the inflow up from 84.8 million to 254.9 million. That's how much extra money has come into this Bitcoin fund now. Bringing up to uh, almost half a billion dollars, four, $412 million. $412.3 million is now in this Bitcoin fund in one year. So that's a 42% increase from Q1 into Q4 of people accumulating and holding Bitcoin. And so guys, if you guys haven't heard of Grayscale, they have a bunch of investment trust funds that you could get through your you know, Charles Schwab or your E-Trade or whatever you know, normal brokerage you get. You can't get exposure, to, you can't directly purchase Bitcoin. Uh, but you can get what's called GBTC. And GBTC, it's the ticker, just like how Amazon's ticker is AMZN or Apple is AAPL. Um, you could get GBTC. And it's basically uh, an ITF, an investment trust fund, where you could get exposure to the underlying asset of Bitcoin through a certain kind of vehicle. But that vehicle, you have to you know, pay management fees. And there's all sorts of stuff. It's not directly like getting the same same kind of exposure if you were hold spot Bitcoin. But nonetheless, as Pizza Mind's saying with the Grayscale Investment Trust Fund, um, it is one of the main ways that people can, you know, institutions, regulated institutions can get exposure to the price of Bitcoin. And in fact, they've seen this last quarter their best quarter ever. So that's a great point to bring up. Thank you, Pete. Absolutely. So while it Again, while maybe we're not trading, there's definitely more activity out there than ever in the accumulation. So that's really, really good news. And now we move on to hot or not. You guys know this segment. Yeah. So some of uh, the hot things that are going on this week, we have Chili's, not the restaurant, but the token. If, if you could tokenize baby back ribs, I would absolutely invest in it. I've said that before. I'll say it again. I will continue shilling that until it's actually possible. And until I have mineable baby back ribs, I will not rest. But they are up 74.31%. Perhaps people speculating that maybe it will be a pork-backed asset someday. After that, we have the whole network. Not the whole, but the 
the hole that starts with a W, the hole is an entire network, uh, going under the ticker node. Boy, these guys have a great imagination. But they're up 92%. Uh, pretty significant trading volume. $20 million for 24 hours. And then finally, the top winner, Block CDN, 151% up. Holy shit. That is delightful. That's impressive. Very, very delightful for holders of these very obscure, obscure coins that I've never even heard of. What does that tell you? Well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some of the losers. Ooh, the losers who, who was down this week. And how much? How much? Could you go back and real quick? How much volume was on each of those uh, up moves? So the up moves, Block CDN was only one point three million per day, still significant. Twenty million per day on whole network, and nine point four million on Chili's. So definitely some significant volume moving these things around. And the losers. We have the decentralized vulnerability platform plunging 47%. That's its name? That's its name. The decentralized vulnerability platform, ticker DVP. What the heck? That sounds like something out of a former communist country where they just don't have creativity. Look at the website while you continue. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, um, What does our space come to? (laughs) Next, we have Echoin dropping 50%. And lastly, we have Mix Marvel coming in in last place at negative 56%. Ouch. I have never heard of any of these things. Um, the volume on Mix Marvel is 2.5 million. The volume on Echoin is 15 million. So that's a very significant sell off. And then Decentralized Vulnerability Platform, just over a million. These assets are only like a penny or two each. I don't know what any of them do. Do you? I could certainly tell you I have no clue. I just looked up this uh, DVP, Decentralized Vulnerability Platform. Is uh-huh. the it, it, it doesn't, like this website is, is so sad. Um, I'm, Does I, it exist? It exists, but I'm just very sad that this exists. Man. And it's all in Chinese. <laughs> Apparently you're not the only one. About half their holders were very <laughs> sad as well. All right, let's move on to smoke and mirrors. So before uh, I came down with a case of, de- well, actually between the cases of death that I experienced, uh, I had an awakening and we went to a conference called CISLA. And I personally had a great time. However, the sentiments that I heard around was, it was maybe only 50% the attendance of the year before and the year before was maybe only 50% attendance of the year before that. And the attendance at that stage in 2017, it was just standing room only for the main lecture hall. And there were just thousands and thousands of thousands of people everywhere. This time, not so many people. Bryce, do you think it was worth attending a crypto conference in a long bear market? So I had been to this event twice before. And it was jam-packed. I mean, I'm talking sold out, elbow to elbow, you know, standing room only. And this year was like a freaking ghost town. We had Tim Draper, who is one of the most significant influential investors in the cryptocurrency space and in the VC space in general. And there was like 
maybe 40% of the seats filled, super quiet, super mellow. And I was like, what the heck? Like this guy's dropping literal knowledge bombs and knowledge gold and nobody's here to pick it up. So that was uh, disconcerting. And we also had just a very scanty turnout of booths, you know, exhibits, and there was just nobody there. Um, So it, it just, yeah. And even, you know, it just looked, it was just a dead event. And so I don't, you know, we didn't necessarily pay to go. We had media passes, but I think they were charging several hundred bucks for tickets to get it in there. Um, and I'm kind of bummed out for the people that did go. Um, and that's kind of why we we think that what we're about to do and what we're about to launch with the virtual summit is going to be a much better way to go about it. Um, you know, we're actually going to be in Singapore for Block Show Asia. I'm sure that's going to be a, a much better turnout. It is actually... Uh, at the Marina Bay Sands. And so we have media passes for that. We're going to be conducting a bunch of interviews. If you guys are there, please DM us. Please let us know. Uh, That is uh, November 14th and 15th in Singapore. However, what I was going to say was we're doing a virtual summit and this is going to be early 2020. And basically it's going to be free to register. You just sign up and we'll send you a link. And it's basically going to have all sorts of different speakers from all sorts of different areas of you know cryptocurrency and it's called the crypto 2020 summit and with the crypto 2020 summit we are going to be uh basically having people have 15 to 30 minute presentations they'll pre-record them they'll send them and we'll just queue them up and the the person will be there live in the chat room everybody could come in and tune we'll have the the agenda so you can see like okay i really only want to listen to this guy hey guys tivo here to tell you about the ufi video lock a smart lock a 2K camera, and a doorbell all in one. That's right, three in one for triple the security. It's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It gives you keyless entry, so no more fumbling your keys when you have your hands full coming back from the grocery store. No more worry about the kids losing a house key. No more worry about a guest losing the house key or forgetting the passcode on your door. And for Airbnbers, it's a no-brainer as you can change the passcode at will between renters. It has available fingerprint recognition and it has AI self-learning chips. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You will have no anxiety with the battery charging. It is a rechargeable battery and it lasts around four months. But don't worry, when it's low, it'll give you plenty of weeks notice. And also, it always comes with a physical key as a backup. There's no monthly fee. Unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee to get your backup recording, they're always recorded locally and you will always have access. Customer support for the Eufy Video Lock is 24-7, so you don't have to worry about any issues you have, and it comes with an 18-month warranty. What I love about this product is it is truly all-in-one. With the three-in-one, you don't have to go out and buy multiple parts. It's all in this package with the Eufy Video Lock. So if you're interested in learning more, go on Amazon and search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock. Get complete control over your front door. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. One o'clock, this guy at three o'clock, and then this guy at seven o'clock. 
Um, so I don't have to be at this event. I don't have to spend a, you know, a bunch of money on hotels and flights and take time and all this stuff and then stay there. And it's just bad, right? So virtual summits are amazing. They are the future and it's crypto 2020 summit. You guys are going to hear a lot more about this. Trust me. And, uh, we're really excited. So we're expecting a super big turnout and we're working with a bunch of guys on this who have done this time and time again. So it's going to be a smash hit. So my take on live events recently during this, you know, bear market, definitely not a bull market. No fun. Just no fun. Although the eToro party, I, I will say eToro, shout out to our sponsors, eToro. They had a kick-ass party, rooftop party. I had more fun at that party than I've had in a long time. So shout out to eToro, who is our sponsors. And we should also just run a quick uh, ad for eToro right now, guys. If you don't know what eToro is, eToro is first off just the best place to buy and sell cryptocurrency. They got a great user interface, easy to easy to buy, easy to sell. They also have uh, what we call a virtual simulator where you can toggle a, a virtual account. So if you're not comfortable playing on the markets with real money, no problem. They're going to give you a bankroll of 100,000 virtual dollars. With 100,000 virtual dollars, you could get familiar with placing orders, looking at the charts, setting a bid, selling when you think, you know, gauging your risk reward, all that kind of stuff. So uh, really at a high level, eToro is just, A, they throw great parties and they are a very, very fun company to work with. And they had the biggest booth and they sponsored everything. Um, and they had the most comfortable booth because they had chairs and they had snacks and they had just just such a warm, warm group of people. Uh, and yeah, they were giving away... It was nuts. Every, every person that came up to the booth, they had a gumball machine. And it's like, if you spin the gumball machine, you have a chance to win $75. Awesome. $100, $150, or $250. For like, you know, the gold gumball is $250. But like, literally every person that went to their booth won at least $75 if they signed up for an account. So that was pretty cool as well. Um, eToro kicks ass. We love you guys. Thank you for sponsoring and for throwing great parties and being cool. Yeah, and eToro has really um, kept a lot of important things in crypto alive during the bear market with all their sponsorships. They raised uh, a $100 million round a couple of years ago, and they've really just been giving it back and making a lot of really smart investments into the industry that they're in and really helping it grow. So eToro has been a huge part of the conference circuit, the podcast circuit. Uh, a, a lot of things are still alive because of eToro. So that won't be forgotten when times are good again, for sure. Um, now, I think for a silver lining, even though there wasn't a lot of people there, the quality of people who were there was second to none. All those people are still here for the long haul. They're still building. They have a lot of unique use cases for crypto. And the other uh, silver lining is because everyone's not bombarded left and right you actually have a chance to have a conversation. You have a chance to really pick someone's brain or have lunch or have a meeting on the spot or just a good, good conversation and learn one-on-one -on -one. where if you're at something like Consensus New York where there's thousands of people running everywhere, there's so much noise, it's really just trading business cards back and forth. But here I got to have some really, really good one-on-one -on -one conversations. I met some fans of Crypto 101 that uh, were very flattering and we, met a lot. we actually met a crazy amount yeah, of fans that was really it cool. was Pe i had a couple of people come up and be like hey are you bryce 
I'm like, yo, what's up? They're like, oh, we listen to Crypto 101. Can like we talk for a second? I was like, dude, that's that happened like three times. It did. I never felt that way before. I Me mean, neither. And because there weren't a lot of people there, we were able to say, yes, we do have time to talk. What's on your mind? Give us some feedback. What are your ideas? And have these personal engagements that otherwise we wouldn't have been able to have. So I actually think it depends what you're looking for. And it still may be worth the money to go to a conference in person in one of these bear markets where attendance is kind of low because you do get a lot more quality out even if the quantity is severely reduced. That's my take yeah. on it. Cool. I love it. Good takes, good takes, hot takes. And now speaking of hot takes, who do you think had the hottest fire tweet of the week? It's not the usual suspect. Sorry, Rhythm Trader. Well, I'm sure you'll be back next week. But this week, the spot has been taken by American Hodel. That is at American underscore Hodel. And he just said something that made me laugh. And that's pretty much my criteria. So American Hodel says, want to shill Bitcoin to your normie friends? Tell them the bank owns all their shit. Tell them they're a tax cow living on a tax farm. Tell them their job is to moo and eat the grass. Tell them Bitcoin is the only thing you can truly own. Tell them that. I don't think that's going to convince anyone to own Bitcoin, but I loved it because at the highest of highest of highest levels, that is literally how our society works. The grass are the dollars. We are the cows stuffing it into ourselves. And Bitcoin is the only thing you can truly own because it's the only thing that the government can't take away when they feel like it. All our rights, all our privileges, all our assets, all our money can be seized except for Bitcoin. Yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. Love it. That is a fire tweet. All right. Well, uh, that is the fire tweet. And now let's briefly touch on our Scorched Earth segment. Uh, and today we're titling our Scorched Earth segment, The Consequences of a Long Bear Market. So <laughs> here's why we're talking about the consequences of a long bear market. Because in today's news segment, we have two major crypto players selling off uh, some of their assets. And... Uh, what does that mean? So the consequences of a long bear market is A, volume has dried up. So there's not a lot of trading activity. Uh, B, we have lots of people that were over leveraged. Uh, they got liquidated, that got wiped out. So we always hear these stories just about people who, I mean, I, I remember, you know, somebody that I know had a big position on um, and just slowly over time, you know, he he was obviously you know, paying interest on this position. So he was losing a little bit of money every day. And then when that 6K level broke down, uh, got wiped out and he had a big position on. So obviously we're going to have that as a consequence of a bear market. But really, um, it's just the fact that, you know, all these asset prices for, you know, altcoins, you know, crypto co companies have raised money in their token and the tokens fall 90, 95, sometimes 99%. And so their books, right? Their balance sheet falls by that much too. So they, there is no marketing budget, right? Like, you know, obviously we're talking uh, to a lot of these companies, uh, you know, every day about, you know, marketing and opportunities to collaborate and stuff. And they're just like, look, when the crypto market turns around and our token becomes worth something again, then we could talk about marketing. Uh, but right now we're, you know, we're hurting pups. 
And so in the news today, you know, we'll, we'll just touch on it briefly. We have Circle who announced that they're selling Poloniex. So this is crazy because at the height of the bear market, Circle, who's owned by Goldman Sachs, bought Poloniex for, drumroll please, $400 million. Like that is insane amount of money. And now they are spinning it off. And uh, some unnamed uh, Asian investment firm picked it up and says they're going to be you know, re- redoing it and all that kind of stuff. But And then Kick is getting sold by uh you know by kick kick raised you know a hundred million dollars through the what's it called through their uh kin ico yeah their kin ico which just got freaking beat down by the sec uh last week which we talked about and you know they're embattled with the sec going to the supreme court or something uh in order to fight off this you know securities offense that they're supposedly so the consequence of bear market guys are real. I don't know, Pete's mind. That was a long-winded way of saying uh, we're still feeling the effects. What would you have to say? Uh, from a human perspective, there's a lot of investors that do invest emotionally. They don't realize that the bear market is necessary in order to have those run-ups. This is the time when you start dollar cost averaging and as capital permits, you start putting in more and more and you start accumulating bigger and bigger bags at these Christmas sale clearance deals. This is not the time to leave. However, I get messages every day from people I'm close to saying, hey, are you even still into crypto? And I laugh at them like, what do you mean? And they said, yeah, I think about getting out like I'm so depressed with watching my portfolio lose more and more every day. And some of them have left or they've stopped watching, they've stopped caring and they've certainly stopped investing. No matter how much I tell them that's not the smart play, they're emotional and they leave. And we've seen that at the conferences, people dwindle and dwindle and dwindle, even though this is the best time to buy. Um, And we see companies downsizing, not just selling off, but there's a lot of layoffs. There's a lot of people in the space that may have to, you know, go find a corporate job that they're not suited for. Uh, Unless they're a developer, those are always in demand. And we see a lot of new projects coming up now that are being spun off from a lot of these layoffs. So those are the consequences of a long bear market is people are really forced to be resourceful. But the other thing I've noticed is there are a lot fewer scams as well. When money is hot and flowing freely, they're left and right. But now, I mean, it's, it's really hard to be a scammer too. Yeah, because there's no money to steal anymore. It's like everybody's all yeah. washed up and broke. Exactly. So those are the consequences that I see from my vantage point. Yeah, and really, I mean, here's the here's another thing about the scammers is, you know, the positive consequence of the bear market is that the scammers are gone, right? There's no more ETH giveaway scams and there's no more scammy ICOs. Well, there's a little bit of scammy ICOs, but just not too many. Um, but there's there's a lot fewer dumb money in the market because dumb money comes when price is moving up very quickly, right? And also, dumb money is leaving when right. price moves down very quickly. They panic sell. They say, I quit. I can't stand it anymore. Boom, I'm done. So, uh, so yeah, the, uh, that's a great positive consequence. And, you know, we already touched on the news a little bit. Um, we kind of just combined that in our Scorched Earth segment. So, I think that's, a, I think that's about it. Um, th- was there any other news bits that you had? Just a couple more. Um, Binance is now accepting... Chinese fiat currency via oh. WeChat and Alipay. This means they have access to, or rather, 2 billion more people have access in their native currency to get on Binance and trade. So that's enormous. And then also UNICEF 
the United Nations Children's Fund, which is one of the biggest charities in the world, is starting a pilot program to accept Bitcoin and Ethereum donations. The first donation will be made by the Ethereum Foundation. They're sending over one Bitcoin and 10,000 Ethereum. But the biggest news of this is UNICEF plans to not convert these crypto donations into fiat. They're going to leave them in crypto for holding and spending. So UNICEF is now on board with cryptocurrency. Amazing. I remember when I was a young lad, probably fourth grade, fifth grade, and sixth grade, somewhere around there, we would do these fundraisers at school um, where we would have these little orange and blue boxes that we would you know, go around and collect money in UNICEF. So A, it's good to hear that they're still around after all these years, and B, they're getting up with the times, man, accepting crypto donations, accepting um, you know, just this new revolution in money that's super exciting. And it's also even more exciting to hear that they're going to be keeping reserves in crypto. You know, they're not going to be instantly converting them for dollars. So it just shows me that there's some smart people at the head of UNICEF. Um, so yeah, super exciting. Yeah. And and guys, that's kind of it. I think we're going to wrap here on the weekly fire. It's time to extinguish the fire. Time to extinguish the weekly fire. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will see you again next week. Thanks again to our sponsors, eToro. If you want to sign up, go to crypto101podcast.com slash eToro. Check out their site. Play with their virtual trader. We will see you guys on Monday. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.